This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these are opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Welcome, Amber, and thank you for coming even though you are very nervous. You're allowed to be nervous. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Oh, it's our pleasure. <laughs> um, well, um, why don't you take it away? Tell us about yourself. Um, okay, so my name is Amber. I have a two-year-old little boy. Um, I'm 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm on seven months clean. Congrats. We're going on seven months. It would have been three years in February. Oh, okay. But I did have a small relapse happen. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that ultimately was my my changing point mm-hmm. at that time. But like if I like rewind, I guess mm-hmm. I guess I'll just start at the very beginning. Sure, yeah, that would make sense. You start wherever you like. <laughs> um, so basically, what got me to where I am today? It all stemmed to when I was a kid. I had like really bad skin, mm-hmm. and so like I'd get bullied. I was, I'm like a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Like so, people would be like, "Oh, like what's on your face?" And like I had like baby acne around my mouth. They gave me like hydrocortisone, and it mm-hmm. like made my skin darker like around my mouth. And as like a little girl. You know, you're like, oh, like, don't look at me, right? I had, like, styes on my eyes, and people would ask me, like, what Mm -hmm. is that? Out of curiosity, but I would take it, like, completely different. Mm -hmm. And so it all started Yeah, but it's hard being different as a kid. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Right? And there's a lot of just mean kids out there Mm -hmm. that, right? Bullies are so bad. And so, like, I'd get bullied over small things like that, and then in... Um, elementary, I had this like one best friend, like me and her lived like 10 houses apart. Mm. And then I don't know what happened, but somehow she got mad at me. And then a girl two grades above me started bullying me so bad. This is grade seven. Yes, this is grade seven. And she started bullying me so bad that I like cried. I was like, mom, like I'm not, I'm Mm. not going back to this school. And I've always felt like a little bit of an oddball, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know why. I just, I just d- didn't feel like I ever fit in and like I didn't know who my biological dad was and like as a young little girl like you want to know these things yeah. right so like my mom never said anything she's like I'll tell you when you're older I'll tell you when I'm you're older and I was like what I was like this is so weird mm-hmm. right so I just didn't have any idea so I kind of felt like that was like the little piece of me that I needed so mm-hmm. I feel like through all of that I was almost like seeking validation 
right? So like when I moved schools, um, I went to a Catholic school. So I moved from public system to Catholic. So completely wow. different. Yeah. Yeah. And like I wasn't in an overly religious family. Mm -hmm. Like we would go to church for like a big like events, like masses yeah. for Christmas, because some of my family members are very religious. So like we'd go with them, we'd do different things. And like, I always liked going and learning things, but it was never like we'd pray every night at the table and mm -hmm. do those different kind of activities that you would normally see in that. And um, so I'd go and I started learning religion and I was like, well, this is crazy, but the people <laughs> I made friends with. I love it. Well, I started learning about this religion thing and Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well said. Well said. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like these people, it's a very small school. Like me and my mm -hmm. sister were both able to go there. It was within our community. There was like, I think less than 200 people in the junior high wing. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's not very big if you consider all three grades. And the people that like accepted me, like... <laughs> The very first thing we opened the sewer. I was actually um, a band from Zellers. I was stealing makeup with my new group of friends. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was grounded. I wasn't actually supposed to be out. Yeah. And I like called my mom and I was like, "We're looking for my friend's earring in the field." And my mom was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Man, the, the shit we come up with, eh? <laughs> the worst lie possible. <laughs> and it all started. We, cr we opened the sewer, like that like pothole things. We pulled it off, we crawled in, and we smoked weed down there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. we are in an episode of The Ring or something. Like yeah. there was some creepy stuff down there. <laughs> no yeah, and so like then I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. So I'm like at dinner, I'm like, I'm gonna eat two pork chops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and <laughs> no That's idea. That's how you were supposed to feel. Yeah, like no <laughs> idea what's going on. My parents were like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, yeah. nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. I'm like, with the worst lie, right? So I'm like, are my yeah. eyes red? Like, what's going on? Mm. Anyway, so like that was like my first little experiment there, and I didn't really do too much. Mm -hmm. Like, I became really good friends with this group. We all went to school, and we went to, we went from 200 to like a high school that was like 1,500 kids. Wow. So like it was like drastically big, and the school I was in was like super, super bad for bullying. Oh. And so once I got there, like I just started drinking over the summer. So I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. And like things like progressed really fast. I got a fake ID. It actually was a green card saying I was new to Canada. So it was a picture of me, like completely, this completely fake thing. So with that, I was like, yeah, like everybody needs me because mm. I have this ID. I can buy alcohol. I can buy smokes. Mm. And being 15, grade 10, you're like, like people are like, yeah, I want to hang out with her because. Yeah, you're super cool. Right. But they didn't even like me for me. Mm. It was like, <laughs> I could do things for them. And through this, I met like a group of friends and these were the guys that like to go party but they were like the rougher guys mm. like get into fights and it was like the bad fights right like very violent for absolutely no reason mm. like we're like at a house party but I loved these people but they were yeah. like all into such terrible things but I felt like I was accepted with them because I had mm this id and the best thing was people would be like oh like where are you from like sometimes i'd do like an accent like just play it <laughs> and then they'd be like where, where like where do you think i'm from and then they'd like guess something i'd be like you're you're so right like mm. completely and like the cashier would be like excited that it's like they didn't really fully check the id mm. you know like i'm just like joking around and whatnot yeah. but anyways so, that sounds like fun yeah right 
right? A little oh. phone game. <laughs> but um, through that, like, I didn't really think that, like, I was doing anything different because everybody else was doing it. It didn't mm. matter what school you went to. Um, but then, like, the mean girls started coming out mm. that were in older grades. They'd be, like, really mean. And, like, they did bad, like, sloshings almost. Yeah. Like, there, it was, like, a big problem. We had, like, our own constable there and everything. Wow. Yeah, so it was, like, intense. And, so like, they took Mean Girls to a new level then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I luckily wasn't on, like, the worst end of receiving stuff, yeah. but there was definitely a group of girls that did not like me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why, but... How could they not, right? <laughs> right? They're all <laughs> angry. But, like, as time went on, like, it started getting worse. Like, I started drinking at school. <laughs> like, I was skipping school. But, like, I still had, like, my part-time job going since, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think I had it for, like, three years and what, like, going forward. And, um, uh, like, I was skipping school. And I started doing drugs. That's why I took ecstasy in school. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my teacher was bald. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, what is going on? It was computer class, too. And they're like, are you going to turn your computer on? And I was like... I don't think so. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is bad. I was like, why? Like, Did why you say did... your teacher was bald? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's like all shiny, like reflecting oh, no. in the light. Yeah. So I was like, this is way too much happening right now. Did you daydream about polishing it with like a little cloth? I don't know. All I remember <laughs> is walking up to him and I was like so awkward. And I yeah. was like, may I go get a sip of water? And he was like... <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but so, like, as I like finish school, then I um, actually it was right when I was finishing, my two aunts had helped raise me. Um, so when I was younger, I guess I skipped this part. My grandma ran a foster home with mm. one of her sisters. And so like my mom would take me there as a little girl. And so like I wasn't in the foster care system, but I was around it. Mm-hmm. And these kids used to beat me up. They'd like push me down the stairs, they'd pin me down and bite me. Like, <laughs> yeah. These, kids are mean, eh? Super mean. Yeah. Right? So like I, I think fear was just in me at such a young mm. age. And so uh, the two aunts, um, one of them was diagnosed with, I think it was lung cancer. Mm-hmm. No, I, it was some form of cancer anyways. And so like I went out a few times to go see her and like it was just really sad. Mm-hmm. And then the last visit, I decided not to go because I was like too busy partying with my friends. And I was like, like not thinking that time was of the essence. Mm-hmm. And then she passed away like a couple days before I walked to the stage when I graduated. And like her funeral was the day I walked to the stage. Wow. And my family's like, we're not going to Saskatchewan because I went to school here in Calgary mm-hmm. to go and see her. Like, or to go to her funeral. Like you're going to walk the stage. It's what, it's what she would want, mm-hmm. right? You can't miss this day just yeah. to go there. And I was like, okay, like that's fine. But right around the same time, the other aunt got diagnosed with a throat cancer. Oh, jeez. Oh, it was, and then it was like so quick. Mm. And then in August, it was two days before my 18th birthday, she'd passed away. And she asked me to read the eulogy out of all people. Like, I have Mm. a fear of public speaking, like to the max. Like, I get sweaty, I get lip sweat, I can't think straight, like, it's bad. And I'm like, you know, yeah. like, wiping away, whatever. You don't get, like, beads of sweat on your lip, you get, like, pouring sweat on your lip? It just gets, I don't know. I, <laughs> I have not looked in the mirror yeah. when this no, happens. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and so, 
we had to go and it was like the saddest thing. And the crazy thing is I haven't gone and seen her grave site until this year, or this past summer. So in the 2019, and that's 10 years since she passed mm. because it took me that long to like fully grieve her. Like I was just yeah. not going to do it. Like I was so heartbroken and I didn't fully process it really for mm. quite some time. Cause what did I do? I'd come back and started partying, like whatever and whatnot. And then at that point, I was like, okay, like, wow, I am like doing drugs all the time. I'm at work high. I'm drinking all the time. Like, thank goodness I was able to keep jobs for like longer than like a year. I got fired from another one for stealing, but that's Mm -hmm. a hard one to control sometimes. (laughs) Wow, that looks nice. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we skewed thinking Um, it's amazing how we can get twisted up eh? yeah right you just start thinking about something and you're like oh no that is a terrible thought (laughs) or what back in the day you think about you're like that's a terrible thought but I'm going to do it anyway yeah right happened many times Um, and so then I was like you know what like I'm going to go to school Mm. and so my my one best friend was like well I'm going to go out to school in Vancouver you should come because we both wanted to take like a tourism program Mm -hmm. And she's like, I found a marketing management one with a tourism option. It's the same as SAIP, but it's BCIT. It's in Burnaby. Yeah. And she's like, I got accepted and I'm going to go. And so I applied there and I applied at SAIT. I got accepted to both. And I was like, well, if I get a student loan, I'm going to obviously go to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Right? Like get out of the city, new scenery, um, like detox myself from mm-hmm. like this toxic lifestyle that I like just loved, mm. you know? And like, it was the same thing every weekend, like going to the clubs, getting guest lists, partying until this time, sick, eating garbage food, mm. right? And I wasn't in very good shape because that was not one of my priorities yeah. whatsoever. So I go up to BC, me and her get settled, and then um, I slowed down on the drugs, but then like there's a bar on campus. And like, that's terrible. I did win a pizza eating competition there. Nice. I am very proud of myself. Yes, thank you. I'd be proud too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so they named a drink at the bar after me and my best friend because we were always there. What's the name of the drink? Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. (laughs) (laughs) We always wore Hello Kitty stuff. Like if you look back at my old photos, I'm like, Six spray tans deep, like idolizing Snooki and Jay Wow. Like I'm like it was not. <laughs> I don't even know who those people are. They're from I'm assuming they're Jersey people. Shore. Oh my god, okay. okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Man, stop. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Snooki. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait, I'll show you photos. Like, okay. and I'm orange. And like yeah. I was always like, I'm never orange. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't picture it, right? That's why I'm laughing, because I'm looking at you like, really? I can't picture it. Oh, it's it's great. I can't wait to see it, but I can't picture it. <laughs> yeah. And so go out there, we're an alcoholic whatever and so living out there was tough like it's expensive the job Mm. competition's tough and I don't know like what happened like I think I was jealous of my best friend like she was like this very like petite skinny Mm. beautiful girl right and in my mind that's what guys idolize that's what they like were after and so anyways like I don't even know like how the falling out happened but it's like it just happened and so I moved back and then me and her never talked again. Hmm. 
which is like so crazy to me to think. And I was like, when? Like, what is going on? And then when I moved back, that's when I was introduced to like my, my dr- the drug that ruined my life, mm. which is cocaine. Yeah. And I remember my friend, they're like, no, Amber, like you have an addictive personality. I really don't want to do this. And I'm like, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to find it somewhere else. Mm. Like, give it to me. You know what I mean? And I was like, you don't know where it's going to come from. And he's like, okay, like you psycho, here you go. (laughs) And then I think maybe that's what kind of detached me from like my old party friends as well as that one best friend Mm. because she was always, always against it. And in a sense, I think I felt so much guilt and shame that like Mm. I came back just to do this. But at the same time, I moved back and I was like, I do not like what I went to school for whatsoever. And so, what did you go to school for? Marketing management with the tourism option. I just, honestly, I moved out there to be with her and like I thought the schooling was going to be a little bit different. I don't really know. Mm. I was very naive. I think I still am a bit. (laughs) 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 The years of bad decision that have caught up to me. Yeah. Um, so I moved back and I, I got a personal trainer cause I was like, you know, like I don't like the way I look mm. and like maybe if I start working out more, I'm not going to party as much. And for a while it worked. It really did. But because I had taken cocaine, I was like, I'm pretty sure bodybuilders take this. And mm. so I easily, I easily stopped drinking because I was like, you know what? I'm going to compete. Mm. And I did. But mm-hmm. I did a lot of like stimulants in the process, yeah. right? And so because I wasn't drinking and that was like my only thing, like I was, oh my gosh, doing terrible amounts by myself, like mm-hmm. taking out of like my visa card. Like at this point I was like a bit of a closet person. Mm-hmm. And around the same time, I, my mom gave me her car. Okay, so I just got my yeah. license. I like have two jobs. I'm working at the gym as a personal trainer. Um, because I went to school for personal training. Hmm. Did I say that? Nope. Okay, so yeah, Good I moved year, back. Yeah. And when I started training, I was like, I love this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go to school for this. So I went to school for four months, got my personal training. And so um, I had that. And then I was working at a studio where we taught like pole dancing, mm-hmm. aerial yoga, all sorts of things like that. And there was four studios that I got to oversee um, like the operations for mm-hmm. so it was really cool and so my mom gives me this car to help me out and she's like I'm getting a new one within a week the battery dies and mm-hmm. so um, I get it in and they're like you know it's gonna cost $500 for a battery and I was like nope screw that I'm getting that brand new car over there mm-hmm. and my mom's like no no like why are you doing that mm-hmm. pay $500 and I was like no, I'll use that $500 towards a new car. Mm. And mom's like, no, that's a terrible idea. And I was like, I did the math in my head, mom. I'm an adult. And she's like, oh, <laughs> signed it. Okay, signed the papers, done deal. And that's that is some up. interesting math. <laughs> it's caught up to me now. Yeah. I, I called, like, I think it was like a year ago. And I was like, hey, like, I've been paying this stupid car for like, how long, like five years, like how much longer do I have? They're like mm. three more years. And I was like, how long of a lease did I sign? Yeah. They're like 96 months. And I was like, that's a lot. I was like, how many years is that? Yeah. I was like, I can't do that like much math. And they're like, eight years. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so like, I'm, wow. I'm still paying for that one right now. <laughs> I didn't even know they did nine year leases. Eight. Or eight. eight? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they did that. Well. Now I'm the do. first to tell you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I get this car and like I'm this closet junkie. I quit one of my jobs because it's slowly 
overtaking and then I start dating one of the guys that's supplying it to me mm. oh my gosh terrible decision uh like so our relationship is very like fueled in that like toxic mm. environment like <clears throat> he like cut me off from my family like I started missing work I was like just not doing what I was supposed to be doing and like I was like just hooked on this stuff mm. and like oh my gosh it was such a terrible time but anyways that like completely just spiraled out of control we <laughs> we were engaged in a month but I, I don't mm. know if like I don't know if we can even consider it a real engagement it was very like drug fueled but I had a ring and he went down on one knee technically that counts <laughs> That I don't know counts. if it's because it's me trying to be like, no. And didn't no, you can that. seriously be, you can do that high and still counts. Yeah, so <laughs> he was like, yeah, oh, he was just a not, like, he'd, like, text my family and, mm. like, threaten them. And, like, he he would, like, sweet talk me to, like, make me feel like I would, he, or I could only depend on him. Mm. He only had my best interests. And, like, he'd say all these things to my family. Like, it was just not good. So I was just, I became like very depressed, mm -hmm. right? Because like my family's not really wanting to be around. It's awkward at fa family gatherings. I'm high. They know. I'm like trying to hide it, like itching my nose, like running mm -hmm. to the back, you know, like just not, it was not a good time. They didn't really say much because like what can they really do, yeah. right? And when they did, like I'd go full defensive mode. Mm -hmm. Right, like no, I don't want to talk about it. Like I didn't want to talk about my addiction. That I, I yeah. actually, I didn't, ha I didn't even know I had an addiction at this point. Mm -hmm. Right, like I just didn't consider it. But I remember, like sometimes I'd go without it. And I'd be like shaking, like mm -hmm. just like one time I remember I collapsed on the ground, like just like not normal things, and I was like not processing it. And then we moved to this like this house, like a trap house, and there was like a bunch of roommates. We'd always party, and then. Lo and behold, my house gets raided. Mm -hmm. And the guy, like the, all my roommates had people over. They all did acid that night. So they're all coming down. And I actually slept that night for mm -hmm. a couple hours. Because I was like, guys, like I work tomorrow. I'm not doing that. And yeah. I cannot go to work like that. So like I'm going to get some sleep. And I remember like it was like three or four hours. And then I could hear like stomping. And I was like, what the hell is that sound? And it's like, stop, stop, stop. I was like... My roommates are loud, but like, mm. are they partying upstairs again? Like, it's 11 a.m. And then I hear Calgary police, and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, trying to like wake like my fiance, mm. air quotations <laughs> to the max. No matter how many times you use air quotes, <laughs> it still happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so at this time, like, I'm like waking him up, and he's like, what's going on? Like, this is not. And I was like, mm. you wanna bet? And, like, I don't know what they were doing to the house, but, like, there was burns, like, all over the walls. They were, like, throwing stuff down. There's, like, loud bangs in the house. Next thing I know, our door's booted, but it's, like, the bedroom door, like, breaks on the top. Yeah. And, like, I swear, like, eight police officers were, like, leaping through. And I was, like, trying to process this. And I was, like, okay, I'm naked. Mm. Like, <laughs> I need some clothes. And they're, like, no, you have to lay there. And I was, like, I'm pretty sure I have a right to clothes. Mm. Like, I'm really scared right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, uh, before this, I haven't had any encounters with the police. Mm. So you can just imagine, like, my fear. Like, like I'm freaking out. And I was, were they like, the guys in the jumpsuits? They no, they were jumping over like. No, but they, were they wearing the one-piece jumpsuit kind of guys? With honestly, I don't remember. I know there was like dogs and stuff around like, the house. Like, definitely the jumpsuit guys. Yes, like, <laughs> yeah. and so, 
like they give me clothes but they gave me like my fiance's sweatpants and he was really skinny mm. and i was like when i sh- am stressed i like i gain weight mm. like i don't lose weight like my body holds on to it so like i'm quite a bit bigger so these are like so tight i just have a sweater on and i'm like at that point i was like oh my gosh like i'm screwed mm. like what just happened and so um what ended up happening so i get handcuffed he gets handcuffed we go into the car we take downtown to the holy cells we're arrested for trafficking and no surprise there but mm. like um not that i was crazy but like, well you just happened to be there yeah like i i helped out and mm. stuff like that like we like my my ex was rather abusive like he mm. did a lot of like emotional and financial stuff like he would like take money out of my account like mm. Like, there's times, like, he'd, like, pull my leg, like, bust at my knee, like, not good things. He'd, like, push me and, like, whatever. Like, it was what he does. Like, not saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. But, like, I was just afraid of him, right? Yeah. So, whatever. And we go down, and I was in jail for 24 hours, and it was the worst experience of my life. Mm. I cried. I cried so hard. My, my one best friend, she was in there. She's like, Amber, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. I was like, what are you doing here, first of all? Mm-hmm. But she kind of helped me out. But it was at that point, I was like, I don't know what to do. I called my parents. They didn't answer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if they have like an idea like where I am. And I just remember telling one of my roommates when I was getting taken away to call my work that yeah. I wasn't going to be in there. Because I had all the studio phones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I was released and me and Matt, that um, guy had stayed together. We had to get like a no contact lifted to prove like we were still living together, but mm-hmm. we were living at his parents' house and like I was trying to stay sober because I was like, look, like we can't do that again. Like we mm-hmm. don't have money to be doing this. Like at this time, like my credit cards are maxed out. I'm behind on insurance payments. My car payments aren't like going through. And, um, cause he was gambling too, mm-hmm. right? He would take okay. my money, gamble it, and then he would lose it. And I was like, well, and then he'd make me feel bad. He's like, well, you're doing all the drugs. So like you should pay for it. And I was like, mm, some truth, but <laughs> <laughs> here's the truth bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't really respond to that one. And so we, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing all the drugs. You should probably pay for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as much as I didn't want to accept it, like, <laughs> okay. And so we tried to make it work and it just wasn't like, so I ended up breaking up with him and he had like beat me a bit mm. and he basically walked me out of the house and he kept like all my electronics, all my clothes, everything. And like, he wouldn't give me any of my stuff back. Mm. And so at this point, he has all the drugs, all the money, everything, and I'm coming down. So like, I'm going through like some insane stuff, like Mm. staying at like my boss's house and I'm going through like psychosis. Like I'm waking up with sweats in the middle of the night. Like I hear my ex yelling at me and I'm like, holy, I'm like driving and I'm like seeing him in like random places Mm. and like a meridian. Like, what are you doing in him, like, standing there? Yeah. He's not even there, you know? Like, like, crazy stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going, like, insane right now. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up getting some of my stuff back. I didn't get, like, any of my electronics, like, my iPad, three of my TVs. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, nice big TVs, like, Samsung, 
none of it back and I was like just keep that stuff I don't care but like what the hell are you gonna do with girl clothes like mm. give it to me like <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure he peed in some of them oh yeah I don't know it was like why didn't it smell weird and I was like I don't know but I got some of the stuff but I basically had to like rebuild mm. or like I don't know what is the proper term I'm trying to find here I just had to get new stuff I guess mm. And so when I break up with him, like, it was the scariest thing in my life. Like, because I didn't know what was going to happen. My car was in the process of being, it was going to be repossessed. Yeah. Like, it was getting, like, to the point where they're like, we're going to come find you. Like, you cannot hide. Your car is going to be taken. Mm. And so at that point, um, I was, what was I doing? Oh, Yeah. At the end of that summer, I filed for bankruptcy because, like, I had my student loans. Like, the car's about to re- be repossessed. Like, all these different debts had racked up over, like, mm-hmm. this, like, crazy intense, like, one and a half years or something since I've been back. And so um, I go through that. And then at this point, I'm, like, trying to convince myself, like, I'm not a drug addict. Mm. Like, I'm a perfectly normal human being. Right. So like if I wasn't drinking, I was doing drugs. If I wasn't doing drugs, I'd be drinking. And that mm-hmm. was like my reasoning. I'm like, well, I'm not doing both. Like, <laughs> There's that. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah. And um, so like I'm dating as like these like weird, like sketchy guys, like fully tattooed, like face tats, like fully fr- tattooed, sketchy guys. eh? Okay, well, not you. Like nice. you're no. Nice. <laughs> not you. I'm just kidding. That was pretty sketchy. Yeah. So that was. Was. Was Darcy. Yeah, that's the key word there. <laughs> How dare you? Oh God, like date this guy that just got out of serving four years. Mm. Like he's like, I'm ready to settle with you. And I was like, no, you've been locked up for four years. Mm. I'm pretty sure you don't want to be tied down right now. Yeah. And like one time he like, what did he do? He like, he was lying about something. We got in this fight and then like he called me and like, some weird time in the night was like, I miss you. Come over in the morning and like, I'll give you these like pain meds for your backs. I think I threw out my back when I was teaching or something like that. I was, this, I was teaching pole mm. and stuff like that at the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I like get there in the morning and I was like, why are you not answering your phone? I'm like so angry. Like drove all the way downtown, like woke mm. up early. Like, so I'm like pissed and I'm like banging like on this apartment door and like nothing and then this guy's like comes he's like oh i've seen you here before like your boyfriend lives upstairs and i was like yeah yeah and so i go i'm like banging on his door and then he answers the door like half naked and i was like what are you doing i go in and it's this girl me and her don't get along she's laying in her his bed and i was like uh-uh mm. i was like so pissed so i like lay in the bed with them like, hey <laughs> i'm like what are you guys doing and they're like oh my god <laughs> yeah so i get my stuff i leave and i was like no like this is not mm. this is not gonna work out and then so i'm like <laughs> venting about it did you actually s- lay in the bed with them Yep, I laid at the foot of the bed, and oh she was like... Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I was pissed. I was like, you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> like, it took me a second, because I thought you were kidding, and I'm no. like, I don't think she's kidding. I think she no. actually laid down on the bed. <laughs> no, no. She was dressed, and I was dressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, well, okay, um, that's not as that's Yeah, not, not as, as cool, but... Not as cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's still pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, and so, I'm, like, telling my sister about this, because, like, sh- um, I think she... Did she meet him? I don't remember. 
But anyways, so <laughs> telling my sister about it. And the next thing I know, I'm like on Facebook and I'm like, Harley's in a relationship. And I'm like looking at the name and I'm like, that's my sister. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like losing it on my sister. And I was like, is your sister older or younger? She's seven years younger than me. Oh, okay. And he's like two years older than me. And I was like, what? Like, what wow. the hell is this? Yeah. You know, and she's like, we have a deep connection. And I was like, listen here, girl, you're 18. No. Like, <laughs> this is not. And I, like, call my family. And, oh, you know, this, I just found out I was pregnant. And that I, that's why I was losing it. I was like, you're going to oh, make I me see. lose this baby. Mm. So that was that chaos with that guy. But my son's dad was kind of mixed in that. So we'd mm. met and we got pregnant so quick. We met on Christmas, I think 2016 or something like that. We got pregnant January 13th, mm-hmm. which is his birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so um, February 3rd, I found out because I was like, it was weird. My body was like, eh, it was like, something's not mm-hmm. right. Like, and I, so I go to the doctor's office. Like, no, first I take this test. And I call my best friend and I was like nighttime and I was like, it says I'm pregnant. I was like, but I'm at, I bought it from the dollar store, so it doesn't count, right? And she's <laughs> like, no, a faint line is a faint line, Amber. Yeah. Like, you are pregnant. And she was like, you know, like she was there through it all. Like she like she kind of like did a lot of the stuff with me, but she mm. kind of smartened up and was like, You like you're being really crazy right now. Yeah. And so she was like, you, like, you're facing your court charges right now. Like, right now is not a good time for you to have a kid. Like, mm. you have all this debt. Like, like, you just went through bankruptcy. Like, I really don't think that this is a good idea. Mm. She's like, you don't know this guy, right? And so, like, I was kind of, like, pissed. And I was like, that's not the yeah. answer I was looking for. So I was like, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's true. So I had set up an abortion appointment because I was scared. I was like, yeah. that's true. Like, and so I called my mom after I went to the doctors where the doctors are like, surprise, I heard you're pregnant. And I was like, they didn't tell me that yet. I'm like petrified sitting on this doctor's table. Mm. And they're like, oh, all right. And I was like, okay, call my mom. And my mom gave me the completely opposite. She was like so ecstatic over the moon, like Mm. so excited she was going to be a grandma. And I was like, okay, if I have her support, cool. And so I tell my dad and my stepmom, and at the time my stepsister was pregnant. It's like she was, she's six months ahead of me or something mm-hmm. like that. And I told them, they're like, another grandbaby. And I was like, okay. So I had to call and I canceled the abortion mm-hmm. appointment because I was like, you know what? Like, if my family supports me on this, I'm perfectly okay. And my mm-hmm. son's dad at the time was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like I want to have this kid, but if you don't, like, I will do my best to try and accept it as it is mm. he's like but like i will support you and our family in any possible way so i was like yeah and he was working in the yukon at this time mm. so i had to like call him he's like i'm working and i was like do you want to hear this one yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so i decided to go with it and before i had applied for drug court and i didn't get in mm. they're like sure like you were a drug addict through and through but I had a stable home. I was staying at my parents' mm-hmm. house. I had a job, all of that stuff. So I was not a high enough risk for them in that sense. Okay. So there's like higher risk people out there. So yeah. they're going to take someone in because it's a very 
select programs. So it was like high demand. Yeah, yeah. So I was like super pissed about that. And so like that's why I was going in all these benders. I was like, I'm gonna party so much before I get in there, like whatever, mm -hmm. like trying to accept my fate that I'm gonna go to prison and cry for like two years. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> like just the doom. But that would but that would be, man. That would be like the end of the world almost. Right? Yeah. To be away from my family. Cause I was like everything yeah. that I had. Like, my car is going to be taken away. I'm going to come mm -hmm. out with a tremendous amount of debt. Like, I'm going to have literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I hated jail so much. I'm not going back. I yeah. am not. <laughs> so I got pregnant. And then my lawyer's like, you know what? Like, apply. And I did. And I went in. And they brought me in because I was pregnant. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Like, I want to do this program. I don't want to go to prison. I don't know who I'm going to meet in prison. And I can't guarantee that... I'm going to come out mm -hmm. a good person because, like, let's be realistic. I've always followed the crowds of where mm -hmm. I was accepted, right? And so if I'm in there, I'm going to be obviously making, like, a close bond with a girl or two. And a lot of them don't come out yeah. reformed. That's where our justice system is so broken, mm -hmm. right? You're just kind of put in the walls and... Well, that's why drug court is such an important program. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I went through that like pretty good me and my son's dad got into these fights he tried like he like called my po and was like she's using and i was like i'm pregnant i am not using mm -hmm. but anyway so like i had to go for this big talk they wanted to put me on like a no contact and it was just like so many different issues and like i'm trying to like sort out my own issues like i'm in rehab for six weeks mm -hmm. like can't leave going crazy no cell phone with other crazy mm -hmm. people coming off drugs like yeah. you know it's not a fun place right like mm -hmm. and you have to stay there you have to follow a schedule mm -hmm. right their food's really salty like really salty <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway they get out and i'm still on these conditions and they like have their eye on me because they're very unsure mm -hmm. about my son's dad he's um a little unstable mm -hmm. <laughs> like i think you've seen him at meetings with me before like when i was pregnant Maybe. I probably have, yeah. Yeah, like he used to come with me and like he admits he's an alcoholic and then other times he doesn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's kind of like, he, he's kind of in between, whatever. Yeah. Uh, none of my business. But um, so I get out of drug court and everything's fine. And then you know, I was like, I convinced myself. I had convinced myself that I was not an alcoholic. I was like, you know what? No, like I think mm -hmm. I, I can manage a few drinks. And to be quite honest, the first time I drank, I had half a cooler and I was like feeling it. Mm. And I was like, ooh, yes. And I was like, okay, I can do this. But it spiraled within like like a couple months span. Like mm. I went right back in there. Like I was yeah. like just so deep, like thinking that I was able to drink the same amount mm. I could before. So like I'm like overly, overly intoxicated driving my car like my son's mm -hmm. not with me let's just be clear here he yeah. was, he was safe at a family member's house and so like i'd be out doing my thing and then i'd be hungover. like i have to go pick him up like trying to be a normal human being mm -hmm. but really like i'm just putting on shows ordering in food like yeah. not so great and um this oh you know i skipped a big part hmm. you can talk about <laughs> it we got time yeah i skipped a part so when I, I was like, was I still in drug court? Yeah, I was still in drug court. I think I was on probation when me and my son's dad had broken up. Mm -hmm. 
and he like punched holes in the walls. It was a really bad situation. There was a lot of anger and hostility. Like I won't go into details, mm-hmm. but it just got really bad and intense. And like, like I was really scared. Like I had to get like a like police enforced restraining order. And yeah. like I was in a domestic violence shelter because like we didn't know what was gonna happen. But in mm-hmm. his defense, like he was so upset that. The family was broken up that his own unresolved trauma from his childhood was just like up and forefront and that was the only way he knows how to respond not saying that it's okay once yeah, again it's definitely not okay but no. i understand what you're saying yeah. but like like there's reasons why people <clears throat> act the way that they do right 100 percent correct and yeah. so like i tried giving him benefit of the doubt like time and time again it's just like clashing clashing we couldn't do it mm. like safety concerns would be there and so Anyway, so, like, I end up getting cruise, like, most of the times. I think for, like, a, a solid year, I had him, like, full-time. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, day in, day out. Like, my mom would help out occasionally. And, um, yeah, so then I started drinking, thinking it's okay. And then, no, right back, drug of choice, because I'd get too drunk. And then I'd, like, want to sober up. And then mm-hmm. I'd still want to party. But, like, you know, like, that back and forth, back and forth. That happens to everybody. Yeah. And then... It was one day we were in my apartment. It was like dark in there, and Cruz was like so excited, like wanting to play. And I was mm. I was sicker than a dog, like not feeling well. I didn't sleep well. My nose is sore. Like so many issues happening. Mm. <laughs> so um, it was that at that point. Like I looked at him and I was like, no. Mm. I was like, this is not what I want for my son to have a dad that he doesn't want to see or that he doesn't see that often. And then this mom who's like works all week and then on the weekends can't even play with her own child, Mm -hmm. can't even feed him a nutritious meal. I was like, no. And I was getting it back into the gym at that point too. And like, I was having like four or five day hangovers. Like I was not Mm. in good condition. It was affecting the gym. Like I'd gain weight. I'd go down a little bit, go party. And I was like, no. And so then I came back into the rooms, but it wasn't until that moment is when like my entire program had changed because before Mm. I was just going through it to get my paper signed for court to show that I can do it, Mm. prove to everybody once again that I'm not this alcoholic. (laughs) Like for like my ego (laughs) is always like, are you really though? (laughs) Yes. It's, Stop it's, eventually me. you're going to figure it out. Yeah. We, we just hope yeah. it's not too late, right? Yeah, exactly. When we do, yeah. 100%. And so it was then, like, for me, like, when people say higher power, like, I've tried so many different ways to, like, find a higher power that praying to God, like, sure, sometimes, sometimes I'll say God or mm-hmm. whatever, but really, like, I have a hard time, like, like understanding it and putting... Like, I'm a science person. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like, I'm huge into, like, the energies, the universe. Mm-hmm. And so th- for me, that is what I found it in. So, yeah. like, if <laughs> if you, like, ever see my place, it's, like, all zen and stuff. I ordered this, like, galaxy light to look like space. <laughs> like, this big oasis where there, it's just, like, very calming. But does it work? Do those lights yes. work? Yes. I love it. I love the yes. idea. Yes. 100 percent and i've been getting more like i have like crystals and stuff and like Mm -hmm. i try and do like burning rituals like where i like write things on paper and like think about the energies you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like very into that stuff because Mm -hmm. like everything at the end of the day is energy Mm -hmm. so if i put positive energy out there it's gonna come back Mm -hmm. 
right? And so I just work it that way and I just try and do like manifestation stuff and whatnot. And for me, that's what's been working. Mm -hmm. But with that happening, like I don't know, like I've never actually been diagnosed with anxiety or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like I've never saw a doctor because it hasn't happened very often, but it's like with every like I, there's just so much going on in my life like there's this, like my son's dad like my family obviously does not like him mm-hmm. but for me I'm like well this is my son's dad like he wants to be a part of his son's life we just need to find a way where his anger can't make it to me mm-hmm. right because one of the times he did kick my car and like our son was there mm-hmm. and I, I was I was so scared right like what am I supposed to do yeah. and for me I was like okay well like how can he see his son but like me not have to see him mm-hmm. right because his anger is towards me and like yeah. cruz loves his dad like 100 mm-hmm. like he'll ask about him and whatnot and i mean if their connection there is good and cruz isn't coming home and acting weird and like saying weird things yeah. i'm okay mm-hmm. right as long as i know like he's okay and he's returned at like the proper yeah. times I'm okay, but then like everybody else has their opinion. So I was like really struggling with so many different pressures of life and like trying to stay sober, trying to do this, Mm -hmm. trying to like so many things and like my own self expectations that like I was like, I was going crazy. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I don't know how to handle this. And so I never actually like went to the doctors for it, but I have recently started taking like CBD things And it's helped tremendously. Yeah. Like I just take like this little dropper in the morning and then it just like like sets me up for a better day where I'm not falling mm-hmm. to like like my own like I don't even know anxiety. Like even at work, yeah. I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Like what's going on? Like did I screw this up? Why is this person calling? And I'm like, whoa, why mm-hmm. do I have like 1,200 voices yelling at me in my head <laughs> over nothing? <laughs> you know? And so. <clears throat> yeah. With that, that's been helping, which in turn has been helping more with like my meditations. Mm -hmm. I'm able to sit for a little bit longer. I'm able to like think a little bit deeper. And for me, relapse had to happen in my recovery Mm -hmm. for me to get to where I am. Because now I'm comfortable. I'm confident where I am. I kind of pick and choose my battles, Mm -hmm. right? Like... Usually I'm a very open and transparent person, but I feel like with my family regarding certain certain topics, mm-hmm. it's better not to just say anything because yeah. then it confuses me because I'll do something. So it's usually like a battle between my mind and my heart, mm-hmm. right? And it's just tearing me heart and my heart always wins. Always. Yeah. I'll do what my heart tells me because then I feel so much more confident in my decision. Mm-hmm. A lot of like the thoughts in my head... Um, like, it's usually, like, because somebody was talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, they're totally right. And I think I just struggle a lot with, like, right and wrong and, like, mm-hmm. gray areas. And it's, like, it's really hard, right? I like yeah. science. I like facts. And so that's just where I am now. Cool. I'm trying to keep active, up, keeping up with my son. Like, mm-hmm. he's wild, so. Yeah. So do you still teach like pole dancing and stuff like that? Because I, I see some of your posts, you do yeah. it online and stuff. So Yeah, so I, I went back teaching. Mm-hmm. 
So I applied it like my home studio that I originally started at. Like that's one of my best friends. Her mom owns it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I was like, you know what? Like I, I want to come back teaching. Like I know I can bring a bunch of people mm-hmm. and like bring you some business. It's gonna be so much fun. Cruz didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I'm already working full time, and for him to be away a few extra hours, yeah. or for me to be away for a few extra hours, like he wasn't responding very mm-hmm. well. And so, like, he already has, like, night terrors, and he, like, oh, poor guy. he'll sleepwalk and, like, yeah. do some weird stuff in his sleep. We've so, like, been through quite a lot in a couple of years, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he kind of um, got a little bit of trauma from the fallout. Yeah. Um, because at the same time, like, since we broke up, me and him both have issues sleeping for that week being of, like, mm-hmm. when the initial, like, house smash happened. Yeah. And, like, we both don't sleep, and he, like, gets, like, all sweat. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's like, not weird at all. It's trauma, right? Yeah. So, yeah. He, like, he's going through it. I'm going through it. It's like, we're working through it. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, so he didn't like it. So, we like, I don't, I th- I'm pretty sure I'm technically still employed. Yeah. But it's just I haven't been back teaching because, like, we've been trying to work out a schedule for Cruz and his dad to see each other mm-hmm. more in like a safe manner and it, it's been going but now the virus is happening yeah and they're doing more online classes so i, I just do like pull stuff and like i'll help like promote things with them mm. on occasion so cool. right now no um i do need to like recertify myself because yeah. they did expire but like it was like aerial yoga aerial hoop mm-hmm. aerial, or, and pole and so eventually i would like to go back teaching yeah. just because it's always fun and i Sounds like it would be a great thing to do if you're, oh, you're good at it, right? And it, yeah, it's so much fun, like, just mm. teaching girls, like, even guys. I've taught yeah. a few guys. And um, actually, but oh, I have a story about that. Please. <laughs> okay. So every year... Darcy might not be interested, but I'm very no, interested. Ho- no, it's hilarious. I'm very okay? interested. So it's, it's <laughs> so funny, okay? So the taboo show, the sex show, naughty mm. and nice sex show, happens every year. We get a booth there. And so the one year, like, so I'm still like I'm still drinking at this point in my life. And so we're we're there, we're doing our thing, but we're there like from the beginning to the end at the trade show because like I oversee mm-hmm. the operation, so I have to be there. My best friend's there, her mom's there. Like, mm-hmm. So we're there all day. So we're drinking, we're drinking, we're right at the bar, we're going like we sneak in alcohol in our bags, so we don't have to pay full price mm-hmm. for the overpriced drinks, whatever. Everybody does it. Of course. So, yeah, right? So I'm not the only one. <laughs> and so I had a performance one of the nights, and it was to um, Mambo Number no. 5. <laughs> it was a chair dance and pole. <laughs> and, like, I'm nervous, so, like, I'm chugging drinks. The firefighters mm-hmm. have these, like, tasty lemonades with their mm-hmm. shirts off and vodka, and I was like, yeah. I'll definitely have all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I'm drinking it, and then they're like, call me up on stage. And I was like, okay, here I go. So I'm drunk, dancing, almost knocked myself out on stage, whatever. So <laughs> cleaning the poles in between, like, whoever's using them. And the person who's hosting it, Terry, um, 
So they're standing underneath me and they're like, Amber, like you're not high enough on the pole, climb higher, clean the top. So I go and then I slide down. So basically Terry's under my butt. I'm like looking like I'm sitting on his head, like my legs are out. And he, <laughs> he walks away and he's like, where's my wig? It was stuck in between my butt. And so I was like <laughs> up on stage in front of like a thousand people. And I was like, oh my God. There's gotta be video of this somewhere. I'm sure I bet you circulating somewhere. with like yeah. the most embarrassing embarrassing moment ever but it's probably like <laughs> one of my best memories yeah, like, that's awesome yeah. that's a great memory <laughs> oh gosh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that so through that is how the guys come to the studio is mm -hmm. because we like offer discount rates and the girlfriends yeah. sign up them and their boyfriends mm -hmm. so a lot of the time the boyfriends will come and it's it's a lot of fun mm -hmm just teaching them and like some of the girls stay in it for so long and like the confidence that some of them grow and they're like of all ages mm -hmm. all sizes like different backgrounds and it's just cool like and bachelorette yeah. parties come so like mm -hmm. those are even more fun because they're cool. they usually were a little intoxicated yeah. like but you can't prove it you'd be like pretty sure <laughs> but it's fun watching them anyway yeah right they're very basic <laughs> routines and like if obviously they smell too much like alcohol you're like yeah. no yeah kind of thing but it was definitely a super fun job and yeah. i like want to get back into actually teaching it for the mm. fitness aspect and just because it's a good way to bring in just a little extra money yeah right yeah do something you like why not what else do you do with your time um so uh, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> assuming you have a lot of extra time, but <laughs> so I do work full time. Mm -hmm. um, so Monday to Friday is just like pretty tough, like yeah. get crews ready, drop him off, usually a daycare, but mm. right now, no. And then I go to work and then normally I would go to the gym after work, yeah. but because of everything going on, um, I use, I pick up crews and then we go home, we'll play, um, I'll make him food, just basic mom mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and then on the weekends, like I'll try to incorporate. So like, I don't know if you've recently saw my setup. Um, so I've had my aerial hoop for about like four or five years. Mm. And I just kind of sat around, like yeah. I didn't really care about it. And then within the past year, I've acquired a pole, like my own pole. Mm. And in like the last two weeks, I got an aerial hammock. And my roommate's like, yeah, man, like if you want to hang them up, like let's let's rig it up. And I was like, Yes, you are the best roommate mm. ever. So we drilled up um, the plates on the beam. So like now all my aerial equipment's set up. Cool. And um, I haven't seen it yet then. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. super cool. And so with that, usually when my kid's awake, he'll usually do that stuff with mm -hmm. me. Like he'll pull with me, like mm -hmm. he'll sit on me and like do like nothing. He'll just mm -hmm. giggle. <laughs> and then the hammock, he's kind of learning how to swing in it. He yeah. did face plant off of it today because <laughs> he tried <laughs> to get off, but his little butt was stuck. Yeah. So he kind of just like toppled. <laughs> and like we'll do like yoga and stuff together. Like really, mm. like I don't do too much. Like I've been sticking in my own little area. I've recently yeah. been caring for plants. Mm -hmm. I've never had a green thumb. And out of 11 plants, I've killed two. I think that's pretty high rates for That's a plants. high survival rate. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It really is. Low mortality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. Good and, like, job. Cruz is excited about them. Mm -hmm. So like, we're just doing stuff around home. Like what I'm trying to do now is, um, so in my last move, um, <laughs> Clark, 
he helped me move him and our my friend broke my bed frame it was stuck together so they were trying to get it apart and they're just like do you mind if we kick it and i was like go for it like yeah. whatever you can do to try and get it apart no it just <laughs> it ruined it yeah so i was like yeah. whatever like it's it's like an old bed frame mm. it's like one of those stupid ikea ones okay the one like you get them together and you can never get them apart yeah. you need like a 10 part manual like yeah <laughs> and not in Swedish. Yeah, right? Like some more <laughs> clear instructions to do this. So what I want to do is I actually want to build a bed frame mm. out of like pallets and stuff. Cool. Yeah, and I want to put like lights along the bottom, like those fairy lights yeah. and like maybe have a plant in there. Yeah. Detoxify the air. You know? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I've been trying to do some reading on like more like holistic stuff. Because mm -hmm. I want to, I think I want to go down that pathway. I'm I'm always changing my mind on what I want to do. You've got lots of time. But like I want to like be able to help people and I don't feel like um, like the more natural stuff is easily accessible. Because mm. even when I was looking at my Blue Cross, because I was like, you know what? Like I kind of want to go to a naturopath. Yeah. And my benefits only cover the initial visit for me and Cruz. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. So I'm going to get my blood work taken and then I'm going to have to pay like a couple hundred to go back. Yeah. And I'm like, why Like, why is it like that? Why is it so difficult mm -hmm. for these things, right? So I want to hopefully do that and be able to like offer services to people who are like lower need or yeah. low income yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. And like the elderly and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Because like I have a very big heart for the elderly. I okay. used to, my grandma used to work there. Cool. And so I used to go all the time, like wear like my princess costumes mm -hmm. and like talk to them. <laughs> yes, like so, like I, I love them. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that's basically all I do. Cool. I see Nicole occasionally, but yeah. now we usually do Sunday dinners. Oh, okay. Yeah, but because everything going on, I haven't really, mm -hmm. which is fine. You know what? Like some people hate it, but I've actually quite enjoyed not going out and doing anything. Yeah, me too. Right? Yeah. You're able to kind of find new things that you're kind of interested in mm -hmm. and it's it's nice. Yeah, like I, I don't miss I don't miss the general population. I miss my friends. That's yes. what I miss, right? Like I don't miss mingling with with just everybody. Because you usually everybody's a pain in the ass. <laughs> when you have to mingle with everybody, it becomes a pain in the ass. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it I, is. I'm with you. I, I actually like it a lot. I really do, yeah. and I've just like noticed that like communication with people like in like when I was in my addiction like I was terrible for communicating mm -hmm. you know like I just wouldn't say things or I'd be like you know what like I'm just not going to answer that and pretend like they didn't ask that and make it like yeah. let it go away <laughs> right like so not not a good way to communicate so yeah. over like I don't know the past like six or seven months I've been really working on being able to communicate with people better and it seems like people just don't want to be able to communicate mm -hmm. Right, they don't. They prefer not to talk about things, and like I've been like let down by certain things, in like several different instances. That yeah. like it's not that I hate people. It's like if I'm by myself, like doing the things I like, I don't need to worry about yeah, like totally the disappointment of people lying and the expectations of other people. Yeah, like because people yeah. say things and then they just don't follow through with it, mm -hmm. and then they don't want to talk about it, and I'm like. Okay, just like I just want to understand. Like I'm not yeah. mad, you know. Like so, I don't know. It's been a really interesting time of reflection, and mm. it seems like every few weeks something keeps happening where like um, I've had to reflect. And like, do you believe in numerology? I have no idea what it is. So. It's like <laughs> I don't know too much about it. Google's been my best friend for the past mm -hmm. few weeks here, 
and um it's like seeing repeating numbers mm-hmm. like not specifically looking for it and then also seeing like one 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 or oh, two, okay. two, two, two. that's what i thought it was yeah yeah and it's just like constantly and like okay so yeah like through my manifestation right like so i don't know like i'll like pray for i don't know like some sort of healing for someone right like okay good example so me and my mom were butting heads not too long ago mm-hmm. um i hate when people give opinions when it's not asked mm. when you are talking to someone just kind of talking to for comfort you know like going yeah. to your safe zone right so like that's what i did to my mom and then my mom kind of just gave me her opinion mm-hmm. so i i got mad i like lost my my marbles on her yeah. and i like was like no like and she was like you're a little crazy right now <laughs> and so like <laughs> I think I was a little mental at that time because mm-hmm. I fought with a lot of my family at that. <laughs> I was the underlying issue, but. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite possible you were acting insane. Yeah, but right? like, I was still upset. Like, yeah. I didn't ask for your opinion. Like, I just needed you to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And so, so what I ended up doing was I, like, wrote, like, letters to, like, whoever, like, I was feeling tensions mm-hmm. with. And, like, I... Like, would read it I would like try and envision things and whatever and it was like all like good things mm-hmm. like I pray for this for them so like they can get healing like whatever and um I'd burn it and I'd watch it burn and it was like weird like certain letters would not or like certain words wouldn't mm-hmm. it would be like like trust and then like courage and I was like mm-hmm. this is weird and so yeah. like at the end I was like just like give me a sign like that like I'm on the right track like I just need to know like like I'm okay because like I'm losing it here. Like I'm not okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these like numbers started popping up and like just like weird things. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And so that, I've kind of just been going crazy in the background by myself because all yeah. these like crazy things are <laughs> happening. But it make it just like reassures me mm-hmm. that I'm doing things that are making my soul happy. Mm-hmm. Because all my life I've been trying to please other people, yeah. right? And be appreciated. But like now I'm like, I don't care what that person thinks. Mm. I really don't, right? Because like I like I never wear makeup anymore. Yeah. When you probably see me at meetings, like my hair is like half sticking out of a ponytail. Half yeah, but brushed, I never noticed maybe. whether you're wearing makeup or not. Oh yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I used to wear it all the time, and it I'm just a dude become though, so a hassle bad. to wipe it off. Yeah. I, I'm lazy, <laughs> to be quite honest. Like that's yeah. the main reason is because I was tired of wiping it off and having black stuck on my face. Yeah, so I was like, that's not good, worth that's it. That's a good enough reason. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, my toddler would pull at my face. Mm-hmm. And Stop. <laughs> so like, just better overall. He doesn't have the patience for me to do it either. Mm. So whatever. Like, I'm gonna go without, it. and I'm happier without it. You know, mm. like I'm not constantly covering up zits. When I am, I'm scratching them and sending pictures to Nicole. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> like this. Like, you you know? look fantastic, though. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't think women need to worry about it either. But I'm not a woman, so it's easy for me to say that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but that also comes into the aspect of like approval, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the thing though that I've learned is that society, like, has made the young population like beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to be beautiful, you have to be young, you have to look look this way. And um, through some of the books I've been reading, it's like how to stay healthy to like a hundred years old, like just weird books mm-hmm. like that. Um, a lot of people they don't materialize things like that, and they think that aging is the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm. And so when I started reading these books, I was like, you know what? That's so true. 
Because like the more I thought about it, I started noticing other things, and I was like, one hundred percent. Like the older population, like if you just listen to them talk about certain things, like there's always something to gain. Mm-hmm. Like even in the meetings, like when one of the old timers are talking, not saying the younger people don't have for sure anything valuable to say, but they just have like these things that you need to hear. Yeah, as a the younger different person. things are offered. Yeah, yeah, right. And it, yeah. it like it is beautiful. Like they have like all this experience mm-hmm. and different things and like certain things that I was so sure on in my life. Now I'm like, mm, not too sure about this mm-hmm. right now, right? And so like I don't know, just different books have just been helping and like my whole mind frame is changing yeah. and it's like there's weird signs that like I've been like in a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and it's not by like textbook definition mm-hmm. either and that's where I struggled a lot because I tried doing the big book yeah. and oh get this okay so yeah I started doing the big book I had a sponsor and everything and I got to my amendments and I was like fuck this no, mm. I am not apologizing. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this. So I stopped working the stats. Mm. Okay. And then so I come back into the program and I was like, I'm going to find a sponsor. And I was like, no, I have no time. And so I started doing the steps kind of by myself, working through my own like things, yeah. like not by textbook. But for me, like, doing those things like I haven't found a sponsor that like meshes with me yet mm. but I got to the amendments and I've started doing them nice. on my own terms and get this the girlfriend that I moved to Vancouver with okay yeah. I messaged her so I was like this is one that has to happen for me to like just leave like her family was amazing to me mm-hmm. you know and me to just like stop talking you know like I always felt guilt and like Shame, because she's still friends with like people I grew up with, and I yeah. stopped talking to them because of that. Because yeah. I was like, mm, they're all gonna hate me. Mm. Like, and so I reached out. I apologized, and I didn't hear anything for a few days. Actually, no, I think like a week went by or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she responded, and she's like, cool. she blew me away, because like I was like so scared. I was like, <laughs> like I thought my chest was gonna fall out of my chest. Like just, <laughs> I was like, okay, like yeah. I'm gonna get reamed out here. This girl's good with her words, mm-hmm. like, and like it's not like she's like passive aggressive. She's really good at like her sentence. She's always been like that. Mm-hmm. She's always been so much more mature than me, and she's younger than me. So I think that's also what mm-hmm. like intimidated me, right? Because mm-hmm. there's this ego that goes on with girls almost that I found where we're like in competition, like oh she's prettier than me, so like uh, okay, I got you know, you. like. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just the weird one. But like, I've heard that before. Right? There's like yeah. this weird, like, I don't know. I've heard, I'm, I can't say for sure because I'm not a girl, but, but you've I, heard I've similar, heard that before. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I reached out to her and she was like beyond nice. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, I'm so happy you reached out. And like me and her have talked ever since now. Nice. And like me and her, like it's like nothing's even passed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Like we're still like like joking around, mm-hmm. like remembering the bad times. And it's like what I had imagined our fallout was, like she didn't view it like that mm-hmm. whatsoever. So like, I don't know like what my problem was. I think it was definitely attributed to like my lifestyle choices. Yeah. Cause she was like, she didn't have a problem. Like sure, she did a lot of this stuff with me, but um, she was able to just stop, mm-hmm. you know? And I was yep. like, that does not make sense for me. Like, <laughs> when people, like, my mom was talking to me once about she, if she doesn't want something, she's not going to have it. She's mm-hmm. like, I can have one drink and then not want the second one. And for me, like, that makes no sense. Yeah, no, me neither. I'm like, you, like, how do you do that? Because yeah. I was like, once I have one, like, it's game over. Yeah. 
Like I cannot, like I was like, mom, there's no switch for me to do that. Mm -hmm. It's once it's there, it is there. And like, I don't know when I'm coming out, right? Like could be yeah. a day <clears throat> or could be five months later and I'm crashing and burning and crying. Yeah, <laughs> like, or you don't make it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I have like, I'm not proud to say, but I've driven drunk so many times, mm -hmm. so many times that it is like, oh my gosh, like, Oh, I'm so lucky. I've never been into an accident, injured somebody or yeah. anything like that. Because like, could you imagine how much different my life or anybody else's life would be if I did that? Because there's people who have done that, yeah. right? And I don't know how I would handle the guilt or remorse of something like that. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and so my mom said this and I was like, what? This is so crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, so still working through amendments and whatnot there was yeah. this one guy like <laughs> he definitely needed an apology like he's like loved me like and i just like ripped his heart out mm. smashed it into a million pieces and just kind of like like let him go and i was like that's not how you treat a human mm. being like especially one like that's been so kind like i dated two of his friends like, come on, Amber. Like, <laughs> rude. Yeah. So, and, like, even after that, like, he was just so nice to me. Yeah. And so, anyways, um, he never uses social media, like, ever. And so, like, I was like, I don't know how else to get a hold yeah. of him. Like, I don't know where he is. Like, I know where his house is, but I'm not going to go knock on his door for his parents. It's probably to... not the best way to go <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, it's his parents' house, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't live there anymore. Look, I'm just breaking in to say I'm sorry, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. don't... bear with me. <laughs> yeah, and like, Amber, get out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to hurt you, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> just peering through like yeah that's right <laughs> and so um i reached out to him couldn't find his facebook and i was like he blocked me it was dick move like whatever mm. so i was like i'll find him on instagram so <laughs> found him on instagram messaged him he responded like i think it was like a, also like a week later mm -hmm. and he's like you know like i kind of just left it as is and he was like i'm really thankful mm -hmm. to have you apologize like that's nothing i would have ever expected you to do like thank you and like we've been talking and whatnot cool. like we're back like because me and him are always really good friends mm. like really good friends and like we could joke about stuff do whatever you know yeah. like those friends and so for like something Absolutely. like that to end yeah and once again it's like where we left off but now we both have kids mm -hmm. He has a little girl that's just a little bit younger than yeah. my boy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he just moved back to Calgary. So mm -hmm. we're like, let's get the kids together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it's been it's been really cool. Yeah. Um, I can't say that like how I work my program mm -hmm. is exactly like other people's or that it's gonna work for everybody. Yeah. But that's kind of where I was steered wrong at the beginning is that um I was made out to believe that doing the 12 steps was the only mm. possible way. And sure, sure, it has tremendously helped my program. It's a great, it's a great mm -hmm. process, yeah. Absolutely. And like I've learned a lot about myself, but it's, um, I feel like if I didn't have so much pressure on that, mm -hmm. that I maybe would have done a little bit better. Mm. But I mean, sometimes we crash and burn a little bit. I'm just thankful that my last one, it wasn't a terrible one. Yeah. A terrible one, right? Because like I've had a few friends pass over the duration and stuff, and so it's just mm -hmm. we're lucky that we're all here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we really are. Mm -hmm. Especially after all the stuff we did. 
oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And all the stuff that happened as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, like there's definitely parts that I wish I like didn't or I don't remember. For like, sure, yeah. It kind of sucks to remember some of the things. And sometimes <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, like, and sometimes yeah. you ever get like flashes of like, just like sadness. Like just when yeah. you remember something, you're like, oh man, like I can't believe I did that, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's not like you like forget these things. It's like, nope. you still grieve. Like through like throughout sobriety, it's like you still kind of grieve mm-hmm. things. It's like you just got to work through it. And the longer you're here, the longer, the more you have to work through it. Yeah. Because the longer we're here, the less we lie to ourselves. Yeah. If, if we choose to just continually be open, right? 100%. And like sometimes like still like, like I'll catch myself lying. Someone will be like, ask me a question. I'll be like, no. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know why I just said no. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, why am I lying? Man, I can relate to that knee-jerk lie like so, so, so well. Right? Like it's yeah. over like the most like basic thing. Like Amber, yeah. did you eat this cookie? No. Yes. Maybe. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. right? Crumbs <laughs> down my chin. <laughs> so what's, what time are we at, man? Uh, hour and ten. Perfect. So did I talk for that long? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh my and, god! And it's great. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you <laughs> felt comfortable to talk. Uh, I wanted to thank you first of, of all course. for coming on, but I also wanted to ask you if there's anything that you would like to share with people that, first of all, you haven't shared yet, but also mm-hmm. something that might help someone out there. Because one of the things I really appreciate about your story, and I appreciate lots of parts of it, but is the fact that it wasn't just one thing that worked for you, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that you incorporate into your life to make the good life that you have, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I think, I don't know, there's probably people out there that would love to hear something that you had to say if there was anything. I hate to put you on the spot. Well, mm. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, actually. No, that's, that's a good question. Um, I, I think that... Um, probably the best message that I could share that relates so much to me is not to put so much of an emphasis on like if you do not believe in God don't force yourself to believe in something that you don't actually fully believe in Mm -hmm. you need to find something that you do believe in and I heard it in one meeting one meeting and what did she say she's like you know like if you Find someone in a meeting that you really like and you like the way that you're, you work your program. As long as they are one step ahead of you, they can be your higher power mm-hmm. because they are doing something that you want. They are yeah. doing something that you see, you want it, you, you can visualize it and maybe four, six months, a year, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Like that's going to work because for me, like first step one to believe, do you know how long that took me? Mm-hmm. Nine months. Yeah. Nine months with my sponsor. Like that yeah. is an absolutely crazy because people are like, yeah, ready to go, let's do this. And I'm like, mm, not ready, mm, yeah. not ready, right? And it's because it's just my whole life. It's just how I am. Like I'm more interested in learning mm-hmm. about all the religions in the world yeah. because I like to pick and pull things that mm-hmm. I like and it's pretty much like my own religion. Mm. <laughs> but well, that's kind of what the 12 step programs yeah. have us do, right? We kind of create our own philosophy that works for us. Yeah, and yeah. like like especially for the creative people, like mm. just find things that you like, find a sponsor, take the time, mm-hmm. right? To do something like that. Don't feel so rushed and don't feel bad if you find a sponsor and they're not working for you. Yeah, and you have to get another one. It's all yeah, good. Because yeah, because that's what I was afraid of and I had a few different sponsors mm-hmm. and eventually <laughs> I got dropped quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, because I was afraid to speak out and be like, this is yeah. not what I'm working for. Because like one of them just like, get down on your knees and pray. And I was like, no. Yeah. 
like laying in my bed sideways. I'm like, hey. Yeah, there's some there's some over the top like zealousness out there. Yeah, yeah. So like, just don't be afraid to not have a particular belief set, mm -hmm. right? It's okay to have your own. It's okay to be a little different. But with that being said, like I still do encourage to do the 12 steps. Yeah, try it. Why I've, not? I've heard of a few people who have been successful mm -hmm. without doing it, but I've heard of more success with it. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's not yeah. even just the, the aspect of the religion. It's more of the work, the inner work that you have to do. Because there's yeah. no amount of counseling and therapy that I, I went through that actually addressed any of that. Because yeah. you can lie to a counselor. Yeah, I know. And we're all pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah, depending on my day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a PO for so long. I was so used to just walking in, crying or laughing yeah. or like mad. You know, like. <laughs> He's like, step, you, step, you stop outside the door before you, before you knock or go in and you're like punching yourself in the face to make yourself cry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you have to do to make yourself cry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to get a little emotion out there. <laughs> you might not have punched yourself in the face, but I would. Punch myself. Yeah. No, I had post-pregnancy hormones. So nice. it's all over the map. That's all you needed, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Amber. It is thank so you. nice to get to know you. Yeah. Nice to see you. Yes, even yeah. though we can't hug. I know, but. which is a total bummer. But <laughs> it's been the, the story of our lives doing the podcast for the last couple of weeks is just not being able to hug. Yeah. That's, that's honestly what I miss. And yeah. I can definitely say um, this has put... Uh, like I haven't realized how close I like to stand to people mm -hmm. until this whole distancing game. Yeah. People are like, can you please back up? And I'm like yeah. right at their ear. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, it's weird, right? Yeah. And they're like, it was, it's weird. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want to offend people when they do it, especially just cause I know now it's weird. And some people don't quite understand like what six feet is or, mm -hmm. or they're just not. What I've encountered is arrogance. The people that are arrogant and mm -hmm. don't give a shit. And that bugs me. Because it's like, dude, you may not give a shit. But right? other people do. Yeah. But I got parents that are in their 70s. I've, you know what I mean? Like, You've it's cool those. that you don't give a shit. I totally get that. Yeah. You're allowed. Go give a shit somewhere else. Yeah. Go not give a shit somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Totally. Besides standing two feet from me. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just far over there. Yeah, you need to go further than that or else you're gonna get kicked. Because if you're within kick range It's happening. Bad idea. Roundhouse. Yeah. That's right, the roundhouse, yeah. that's right. You're going yeah. far back. That's right. I'm I'm looking forward to like are you thinking of um just speaking of like pure speculation, would you be considering during this time to put any teaching online for for yourself? You could do that to teach others like do your own videos and, and do all that kind of stuff on your own. I honestly probably could. Yeah, I think it's, you probably could because I've, you know, I've watched your videos. You're very good. Very, very <laughs> skilled. You. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been watching the blooper videos? I've been Always love them. watch the bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> totally. The bloopers are the best. <laughs> oh, God. I am so ungraceful trying to be graceful. And let me tell you, it's <laughs> definitely a lot of work, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm watching the like. Have you ever seen pole dancing? Like the like it's well, obviously you have. Yeah, I, I'm asking this guy who spent most of his life in a strip bar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, and and um, now I can't even remember what we were talking about. Um, this happens to me a lot. It happens to me a lot. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, your your videos online. You could absolutely do that. Bloopers are just as fun, 
And I mm-hmm. think like we were talking about it before your episode, talking about the getting the YouTube channels up and getting lots of views and all that kind of stuff so that you can start to monetize it. Is that yeah, kind of how it works? You could, I, I think that there's probably a lot of people that would like watching your videos. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I could probably get a few of my old students back. You could get students. You could get new students. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm, I was thinking about that because everything that we're doing, there, like with my agency, is we're moving it all online. Yeah. Right. Like, not because it's always going to stay that way, but because well, there's people hurting right now that might need some stuff online. Oh, and you never know; it could really help someone. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that probably are in some very dark places. Right. Yeah. Like people who like human connection like yeah. who thrive on that they're probably not mm-hmm. doing so great so to have yeah. something that's a little bit empowering seriously you know, and, and like, it's seriously empowering to watch you like just the strength and, and the stuff on the pole right like it's <laughs> it, seriously as a guy who's clumsy as shit like seriously <laughs> i look at, at you doing that well any woman or person doing that and i think i don't know how the fuck that's possible Right, like I was born big, and I've been big most of my life. So there's been a few times where I've dropped myself, done some yeah. very painful things. Yeah. But but you know what? Those things, I, those are the things that humanize you online, right? It does. They they humanize you when people can see that it's not you're not just trying to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? Because that's more of a human, right? Like you're way more human to be really good at something but also to not do that something well all the time and i think that's what um a lot of people don't see they see people's success right because that's all they play it's all they show yeah Yeah. that people forget to kind of show that there's a lot of struggle Mm -hmm. behind where they are now yeah 100 yeah and so that's what i try to do with the podcast it's what we try to do from the beginning was to make it so people could just be free to Mm -hmm. do what to say what they need to say to to be who they are and um, also allows us to do that too, right? Yeah. Like it, it allows everyone to be imperfect. And I, I just, I love that concept of imperfection, right? Oh like yeah. Of the, the funny side with the serious side and combined. You know, yeah. yeah. And you put it together. 100%. Yeah. I like well, that. Amber, thank you so much for coming tonight. <laughs> I am going to have you back on if you're willing to come back on. Um, uh, once you get it, I hope you start these videos. I really do. I know okay. I'm talking about it like I have, like I know what I'm talking about. I don't, but I, I just know that from what Darcy has taught me, there's just like a way to reach people that we might not have thought about before. Yeah. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. That'd be, I may, I should consider it. It's, I, I don't know what you should do, but I mean, you would not be, I don't think you'd be wasting your time if you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be fun. Because it is fun. It looks like you're having fun when you do it. And I am not the only one who likes to watch people have fun with what they're doing, <laughs> right? Like, right. it's kind of what makes the internet go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knew cats would be the fucking thing, right? Oh, our, yeah. Our overlords, <laughs> our feline <laughs> overlords. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much again for coming. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode Thank you for your time, and please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedoms Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, 
and podcasts.